thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damian Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicating bringing wellness into our lives. And uh, today, actually, we are about, we actually, the long, long, long time ago, it was probably episode number nine, I believe, uh, when we actually did this uh, podcast on running. And I remember mm-hmm. Damien and I uh, saying something about we how we hated running. Openly. And, uh, pardon? <laughs> openly, openly. Openly. Openly, yeah. Openly. I would say 82 nice. episodes later, um, I, I can still confess that I really still don't like running at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about Damien, but uh, I'm still <laughs> confessed that I don't like. I mean, I'll, I'll do it. I'm happy to do it, but I still don't like it. Ah, oh, well, look. I'll, all right. Yep. I don't. I don't love it. I'll be. I'm the first one to admit it. I don't love it, but it's so convenient. You just whack on your equipment and off you go. Like it's. It's not like you've got to pull the bike out, whack your helmet on, put your skids on, all that sort. Of, you know, you don't have to put any of that sort of stuff on. You don't need to worry about it. You just. Whack some gear on your feet and don't put anything on demo. Just go. It's so What's boring. That? It's so boring. <laughs> you know, it's amazing because we actually had some friends who were just in the Melbourne Ironman, you know, and taking, you know, obviously hours to finish. It's like, wow, what do you think about? <laughs> it's just like I, I can barely just run for twenty minutes without my brain just frying out and uh, boredom. <laughs> How good was Kim Morrison's talk at the Wellness Summit where she was talking about just that mindset of her doing those ultra marathons and uh, and just all those different peaks and troughs she hit? That was awesome as well. Yeah, and her good friend Carmen Atkinson who does those big, massive, long uh, marathon events like Uber marathons. Well, they're 90Ks and 100Ks. She does all those sorts of things. Yeah. That's full on. Like To get to that mindset, it just blows me away. But when I was at your house the other day, LT, I went for a run. You know, I know you know that because yes. you got home and you're quite surprised that I had done that. But I, uh, <laughs> Lawrence but, was sitting on the couch at the time. Come on, no. <laughs> <laughs> he'd been to an interview actually. But it was, uh, I, you know, it is something that I'm finding myself doing more and more. And I go back to the readings that I did. Must be, um, I don't know, nearly 15 years ago by by a guy who wrote a book called In Fitness and in Health, and by his name is uh, Philip Philip. Um, Something. It would come to me in a second, right? But, but this guy told me that in this book that I need to run on my toes. Like you have to run on your forefeet and you've got to look at you know, various uh, forms of intensity and training and you know, look at your heart rate and your breathing rate and all this sort of stuff. And, but the key thing that I took from that book was that you've got to run on your toes. And then here we are you know, some 15 years later and we're talking about the same stuff. <laughs> and, uh, and it's become not only cool and trendy, but it is acknowledged as the right thing to do. So, Bredo, LT and I thought that today we would quiz you, given that you love running so much, oh, we would quiz you me. all about it. Like, we want to know, how do you get to the point where you love running? Yeah, I think I think there's a few factors in that. I reckon, I, I think some people just naturally like running. Like, I think I actually grew up liking running I, I don't know if that's because i was a bit of a nerdy kid and i kind of needed to be able to run or or it was just because i actually enjoyed it but uh, but i always just enjoyed running it was always just something for me it was kind of my way of just getting out and, and getting away and just kind of almost I, I find it like meditating i think i think the experience other people get from meditating i tend to get from running i'm just out by myself i'm in the zone i'm cruising along often out in the bush and, and i just really enjoy that but i think definitely part of it is uh, you know, getting to a certain level of fitness where it becomes a whole lot easier. Um, obviously, when you're maintaining a, a healthy weight, then I think running is a whole lot easier as well. For sure. Um, I think 
you know, your mindset around running obviously makes a big difference. But I think definitely the technique of how you run makes a massive difference as well. I, I certainly have found as my technique in running has improved that running has become easier and more enjoyable and and just a completely different experience. Um, particularly also as I've changed some of the running equipment, which I know we'll talk about in the future, but you start getting into sort of more of a barefoot running and, you know, running in minimal shoes or sometimes even running in no shoes at all. And and I've actually found that a much more enjoyable experience as well. There's, there's just kind of something about it, about being kind of in touch with nature. I know this is going to sound a bit sort of wacky and spiritual, but it is, you kind of, you feel really grounded and you feel like really in touch with the environment around you. And, you know, I think you can think from a really out there spiritual way, or, or you can even just think about it simply from a, a scientific way, which is that you're increasing the amount of proprioception coming up through your feet, you're increasing the stimulation of your brain through your nervous system, and, and I think that actually just makes you feel really good. So yes. I think there's a number of things that can actually really help you enjoy running. That's fair. That's fair. And look, I really get that because I also run on very minimalistic shoes. I don't run on leather or pieces of leather. Like I don't, I'm not that far advanced yet, and I don't run on bare feet. But and I don't wear those five finger things yet because I haven't. I can't find a pair that fits my feet. But I uh, I do run on minimalistic shoes. I do enjoy it, um, and I do like running on bark and rocks and all that, and running through yeah. the trees and sand and all the different textures because. For whatever reason, it does definitely make my brain feel better. And that whole proprioception thing, all the signals up through the cerebellum and you know all the balance centers within the brain, um, that all makes a whole lot of sense to me. But you know, for the average Joe starting out, Bredo, um, who've got you know massive big fat um, sneakers on, and yeah. with you know probably two and a half centimeter uh, pieces of foam between them and the and the ground where do they need to go to get what would be i suppose oh hang on a second that's skipping it why don't we why don't we talk about what the whole theory is of moving towards barefoot running yeah good one so and it kind of does fit in with that what you were just talking about with the shoes so i guess the first point to make is that it's not natural or normal for us to run around with a big wedge under our heels. I know some ladies are going to think that's a bit extreme, saying that we're not designed to have a heel under our foot, but but it's actually true. You know, when we were back as cavemen, and I know people know that I like to talk about cavemen, but, you know, when we were cavemen, you know, and even much more recently than that, we actually didn't run with wedges under our heels. We actually didn't feel like we needed to have padding under our heels, um, and we actually allowed our foot to be in a much more neutral position rather than with the heel raised. And and we know that when we look at uh, the biomechanics of the body, that as soon as you raise up your heel, then it actually affects all the rest of the biomechanics throughout your body. So it affects your ankles, your knees, causes an increased arch in your lower back. You know, it affects your entire posture going up from there. And we know that it does that because, frankly, that's why guys like girls in high heels because it changes their posture. You know, it's their cars, make them look nice and sexy. Yes. So we know that that affects the posture. We know that it affects the physique. And so it's not a natural way to run. Um, and so... The theory is, and it's a very sound one, is that by taking that out, by taking out that heel, by running in a more neutral, natural pattern, that we can actually reduce the amount of stress on our body, that we can actually run with a better posture, we can run with a better technique, we can minimize our risk of injuries. And, and there's been some great studies on this. And, that, you know, there's some really good stuff, even just on YouTube. You know, if you look up on YouTube, there's a guy by the name of Liebenson, I believe the name is, and he's done videos where he's actually taken people and he's had them running in shoes and he's measured the amount of force that goes up their leg when they're running in shoes. And it's fascinating. So he's been able to measure that amount of force and then he's taken their shoes off. So they've gone from having really padded shoes to having no shoes at all. And you would think that that would increase the amount of force going up their leg. I mean, that just kind of makes sense, doesn't it? 
But in actual fact, because of the way it changes their technique, because it actually changes the way they run without giving them any instructions, without giving them any technique training, just purely the act of taking off their shoes, changes their technique. And it actually meant that there was less force going up their legs, which is amazing. So, you know, for people who say, well, when I run, I tend to get sore in my ankles or sore in my knees or sore in my hips or lower back, then for some of them, they can actually decrease that amount of soreness simply by taking off their shoes, which is pretty amazing. That's so it's just about getting back to basics, getting back to how your body's designed to move, basically. Well, I know I noticed that. I remember seeing those research. I remember looking at it and uh, way, the way the shoes are designed now, you know, I don't know why it was. Maybe it was Air Jordans. And, you know, when I remember the thick airs uh, of cushioning right in the back of the heel. and The Reebok with, pump. Yeah, the Reebok pump. You remember those? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. LA Gears. Anyway, so, you know, you pump it all up and you get this extra air in the back of the cushion. But the thing is, it's so thick that uh, when people go running, it forces them to land on the heel rather than yeah. on the toes, right? So what you're saying, though, I remember seeing this research, when you actually, it actually totally makes sense when you actually see it on, uh, on a video where when you land on your heel, the force is actually going backwards mm-hmm. against yeah. your knee versus actually moving forward, which is what you want to do. And that, that's yeah. actually creating a problem. Is, could you want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And this is obviously something that's better probably demonstrated than spoken, but you'll get the idea. And if you really want to see it, actually, I think the video for the Wellness Summit will be out soon. And I actually demonstrated this on stage at the Wellness Summit. So if you want to see it, you can check that out too. But, but essentially the way it works is if I stick my foot right out in front of myself, which is a heel strike, right? My foot's landing on the ground out in front of myself. Then by definition, I've got to be pushing my foot down and forward into the ground, Okay. So if I push my foot down and forward into the ground, there's only one way the ground can push me back because it's got to be an equal and opposite reaction. So the ground is actually pushing me back and up. So it's almost like putting the brake on. You know, It's kind of like the old Fred Flintstone cartoon where he sticks his foot out in front of him <laughs> and puts on the brakes. That's actually what a lot of people do when they're running. So he was a caveman, though. He was a caveman, wasn't he? And he was doing it wrong. That, the, the, the cartoon is just factually incorrect. I actually should send him an email about it. So, <laughs> so he's putting his foot out in front, right? So what he should be doing, well, if he wasn't trying to stop, right? Because it makes sense when he's trying to stop. But if he was trying to go forwards, what you want to do is you actually want to have your foot underneath you or perhaps even a little bit behind you. And so you're landing. It's actually not right up on your toes. I do want to say this right off the bat that people tend to think, oh, it's, it's running on your toes. And so they get right up on their toes. And that's probably just as bad for you as landing right back on your heels. So what it should be is you should be landing around about the ball of your foot or perhaps even slightly backward, like maybe a centimeter backward of the ball of your foot. And you land about there. And it's not that your heel is way off the ground when you land. Your ball of your foot lands just before your heel. So it's actually quite a neutral position. Um, And one exercise I like to give people to to help them understand this is basically go find a gravel path somewhere. Gravel. Take gravel, like rough gravel. Not grass. No gravel. (laughs) So you go and find some gravel It's good for your skin, LT. I know, LT. This might not be great for your porcelain skin, LT. It might actually give it a little bit of a callus or something. It won't scratch it. Callus? What's that? (laughs) (laughs) So you go and find some gravel. And actually walk barefoot across that gravel. Now, some people are going, no, that's just it, I'm out. I'm not doing that. But other people will give this a go. And what you'll actually find that is as you walk across that gravel, you're going to do exactly what I'm talking about. You're going to land just behind the ball of your foot and and you'll be in a pretty neutral position because you'll find if you get right up on your toes, then your toes really push into the gravel and it hurts. So what you do is you land just behind the ball of your foot and you ease your heel down because you don't want to sort of slam your heel down at the gravel because if you try and walk across that gravel, slamming your heel down first in front of you is not going to be very comfortable and you just won't do it. You naturally just won't do it. That's probably the first of my little exercises that people can do to start thinking about what the technique is for barefoot running. And it's amazing because I've actually got in my practice out the front, 
we've got some quite rough bitchmen in the car park. Yes, you and do. I've, I've had people who've had foot issues and they say, look, whenever I walk, I get this pain and this stuff's going on. And I sort of analyze them and say, look, stuff actually doesn't look too bad. It might just be your technique. And I said to them, okay, you're going to think I'm crazy, but let's take your shoes off and go outside. And so I get them to take their shoes off. I get them to walk on the gravel. And they go, you know, normally as soon as I start walking, this hurts. But actually when I'm walking on this rough gravel, it doesn't hurt. Right? And it's purely because it's just automatically changed the way they're walking, changed their technique, taken the pressure off of their feet and actually helped improve the situation, which is pretty interesting. It is interesting, Brado, because you know a lot of people actually, when they start doing barefoot running or walking, um, yep. they'll complain about changes in the way in which their feet feel. But also often they'll talk about the tightness they might experience in their calves or in other areas of their body, right? So um, what are, you know, are there, is there any increased risk of injury from barefoot running? Or is, you know, do you find that some people actually say, oh, my calves are killing me. I know I went running with my brother. I, tried, I was teaching him how to um, run on his, on his forefoot. And yeah. he came back. He reckoned he couldn't walk for nearly seven days yeah. because his calves were killing him so much. Is this common? Yeah, it, it actually is really common. And I know our good friend Kim Morrison had a similar experience recently. I hope she doesn't mind me dobbing her in, but she's, <laughs> she's just got herself some vibrams and started doing some barefoot running. And she found the first time she did that run, she really stressed out her calves. Um, and I actually did the same thing. I did it pretty badly. Like the first time I got my barefoot shoes, I went out for a 10K run through the hills in Adelaide, which is, you know, it's pretty up and down. And uh, yeah, I, I seriously couldn't walk for a couple of days. Now, so this is probably the lesson number two is learn from my mistake is don't go too hard too soon. Like you're completely changing your shoes. You're completely changing your technique. So you've got to ease your way into it. And one of the things you're going to find is because you don't have that wedge under your heel, because all of a sudden your foot is actually going the whole way down to the ground, then it is going to stretch out that calf quite a bit. So your calf is going to stretch more than it normally would, particularly as I found out when you're running up hills, then it happens even more. Um, and so for a lot of people, they will actually get sore calves when they first start doing this. So that's, that's quite normal because your calves are having to adapt to a new technique. But the key is start really small. Like you might just, you know, you might only do the barefoot for a K or, you know, five, 100 meters when you first start and then stick your shoes on and keep going. Like just introduce it really slowly. Just work, work slow and build up. Don't make the same mistake. Hmm. So true. We're trying to get people to actually run, guys. So um, <laughs> let's talk about a little bit of equipment. Um, yep. What do you need for um, equipment to run barefoot running? That, that's, you know, I mean, obviously people think, well, you don't, you don't need shoes at all. But there are some uh, shoes that are actually out there that are actually quite comfortable. I actually just got a pair of Vibrams recently, the five-finger ones. My wife yep. hates it, actually. She just like, you look, <laughs> actually, Christian calls it. Every time I put it on, she goes, you're a monster. You look like a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's because you wear that with your but there's a whole range of shoes out there and, yeah. uh, and there's all sorts of different ones you can get so you can start with um you know something like just the kind of maybe what damien's running just kind of the racing flats so then they're not actually really a barefoot shoe but they're quite a neutral shoe they don't have much of a build up at the heel they don't have a massive amount of padding the whole way through they're just kind of more of a traditional runner almost like your you know your dunlop volleys that you used to see people running around in and i actually still run in sometimes um, so that they're more just your, your neutral shoe. Um, and then you can move into some shoes that are designed to be a bit more suitable to this forefoot running. So um, I know that Newton make a shoe that's designed to be uh, more neutral. It doesn't have the build up at the heel and it's designed to help people barefoot, or not barefoot run, but forefoot run. Um, and then also there's the Nike Freeze. So these are shoes that, that allow, the Nike Freeze allow a bit more flexibility of movement in your foot, which is actually really important in terms of the barefoot running because one of the big advantages you get is you actually, 
instead of locking yourself into one position in terms of your feet, you actually allow a lot more free movement in your feet. So you start using a lot more of the muscles in your feet that perhaps you hadn't used before. Um, this was a really interesting thing for me because I'd been really flat-footed for a long period of time. In fact, I'd been in orthotics for about 17 years before I decided I was going to get into this barefoot running because at the end of the day, I sort of started thinking, and I thought, well, you know, I would never tell someone to put a back brace on their spine, right? That just doesn't make sense to me because it's not how the spine is designed to move. I know how important movement is. I want to actually get it functioning well so that I don't need the back brace, not rely on a back brace. And I thought about that and I thought, well, I'm kind of doing the same thing with my feet, right? I've got this brace there holding me in position. Maybe I'd actually be better off without it. And so, you know, what I've kind of figured out is that I think some people do need to have orthotics. I think some people do need to have that support, whether that's because they've got previous damage there, whether it's because they've got some sort of genetic anomaly, whether it's because they've got a previous injury or surgery. I think some people do actually need those orthotics. But for lots of people, they can actually move away from that if they're willing to put in the time and the effort to retrain their feet to develop these muscles. So, um, so stuff like the Nike Freeze help to develop those muscles a little bit. Uh, but then you move into the shoes that are, that are the kind of the real, the more of the barefoot shoes. So you can get a whole range of shoes. So there's um, there's the ones you're talking about, the Vibram Five Fingers, which are very popular and look kind of funky. People might have seen those around. They actually have five individual little socks for the toes, so you can actually see the individual toes. They are so uh, comfortable. Let me add, like they're, they're really, very, very they comfortable. Are really comfortable, aren't they? They look a bit funky, and some people find that weird. Some people love the fact that they look funky, and people make comments about them. Um, but I've they just got a really short little toe, right? My little toe yeah. is really short. It just doesn't seem to find its way into that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you might like you the know. ones that I run in then, Damo. So I tend to run in the Vivo Barefoots. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and so, so they're really good. So they actually don't have the individual toes, but they still have only a three mil thick sole the whole way through that's completely flexible. Like you can bend the toe back and bend it into itself. Like you can basically roll them up into a little ball. They're completely flexible. And so it's pretty much like running barefoot. And so. The advantage of having those sort of shoes that only have that very thin sole is that you do get a lot more stimulation of your feet. There's a lot more freedom for your feet to move. Um, but there's also a lot more of that firing of that proprioception we spoke about because you really feel the ground, you know. And people say, well, I don't want to feel the ground. What if there's rocks and stones and stuff? And what I've found is that you do feel the ground. Like I can feel if I've stepped on a stone, but yeah. it actually kind of doesn't hurt. Like it distributes it well enough. So that I go, oh, there's a stone and I take my pressure off of it and I don't actually fall, which is really interesting. You're much less likely to stumble and fall over, at least in my experience anyway. But I reckon, Bredo, one of the, the great things about that would be that you'll get uh, variation in muscle activity. So it just won't be that. It won't be like doing a bicep curl. We're just running in a straight line. So yeah. if you get all this extra, um, I suppose, uneven texture under your feet, you're going to fire off smaller muscles in your feet plus the larger muscles in your legs and at different ways and different times all yep. the time because you're you know trying to deal with the terrain, the changing terrain. Would, would exactly. that be correct? Absolutely. It's, kind of, it's almost the same sort of theory as those people who sit on those exercise balls. You know, It's just giving that, your body that little bit of extra stimulation to activate and to work some more muscles. and It actually helps to stimulate all of your postural muscles right throughout your body. Um, and also, I think actually one of the reasons we're seeing so many people with flat feet is because we're spending our whole time walking around in flat shoes mm. with no contact with the ground on flat grounds that are you know concrete or floors or whatever. We're not actually getting that stimulation to our feet to develop those muscles. And so I found working with my podiatrist that as I went through the process, I actually started to regain the arch in my feet. We actually measured it. And as I went along, I started to regain the arch in my feet because I was developing those muscles, which is pretty cool. It's so true, though. Like, I got pretty sensitive feet in terms of, like, walking on. <laughs> I'm just a sensitive guy. Um, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, wearing the Vibrams, though, you you do feel the rocks. But I was actually surprised that you don't feel it. It's not uncomfortable. It actually feels like you can just walk right over it. I mean, you're walking on gravel and walking even just on like pebbles. I don't. You yeah. don't feel it all. You can feel the pebbles, but it doesn't hurt at all, which is uh, fantastic. But it's the same theory of like kids. You know, when we go to the playground, we all we always make sure our kids take their shoes off when they yeah. go on the on the monkey bars and stuff and climbing because it just they get so much more proprioception and for learning as well and development. Uh, development of ter- in terms of uh, gripping and, and strength uh, when they actually don't have the shoes on. So this is the same theory. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a theory about this whole flat foot thing, and I'd love to share it. And I see this heaps with the kids that we see in practice. And I know that um, it might be foreign for many people because they haven't taken their children to a chiropractor. But, uh, in, you know, in chiropractic, we see kids all the time, and it's a safe thing. We, we do it really well. Anyway, I look at these children, and as you know fresh kids who are learning to walk or they're establishing their balance they're often given um shoes to wear and so they're not actually doing it in barefoot or they're not doing it in socks or whatever they're actually doing it in shoes and so they actually never ever get a chance to feel what it's like to have different textures under their feet so the homework that i often give to parents when i recognize bowed knees and or buckled knees and flat feet is to get the kids out of their shoes and walk on cold and hot you know surfaces prickly textures grass sand dirt you know, get outside and just get amongst it, but without shoes on. And so that's that's what I tend to talk about with with uh, with kids, but it's, with parents with children with flat feet. And this is so common. I know that of the listeners that we've got at the moment, you've got kids with flat feet, and you've probably got flat feet as well. And taking the experience of bread and translating it to your own life, that would mean that you too can actually get away from having to wear orthotics. Or I shouldn't say that because you may not be able to, but you might be able to actually strengthen the yeah. foot posture um, of your foot by wearing less shoes less often. So Brett, let me let's start, still start with I this. Will. If I want to get started with barefoot running, okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. What's the one of the, what are some of the first key things that I need to do to kind of get myself going? Uh, you kind of mentioned some tips already, but beyond yeah. those, where do I get started? You know, and what techniques would you recommend? Yeah, cool. So, so I spoke, I guess, a bit about the footfall and where your foot should land. Um, the next thing, which is probably the most important thing in terms of uh, barefoot or forefoot running, is that posture so the massive role in the efficiency and the ease of your running technique so you actually need to be up nice and straight so you want to have your knees right above your feet your hips right above your knees your shoulders right above your hip and your head so that all should actually make a dead straight line you see a lot of people running around and they can tend to bend forward quite a lot at the waist or some of them have their head a long way forward and you know, maybe that's just a postural thing or maybe actually they've got some misalignment in their spine and they want, might want to go see a chiropractor and get that checked out. Uh, but you might also want to get someone to have a look at that posture whilst you're doing your running or whilst you're doing some of these exercises I'm going to mention in a sec because the posture is crucially important because it's all about your weight transfer. It's all about getting your weight falling propels you forward so the whole concept of barefoot running is just that it's essentially like you're falling forwards so the easiest way to practice this this is what i tend to get people doing when i start doing like a workshop or working with them is i get them to stand up nice and straight and um so they stand up nice and straight their feet and what you want to do is you want to bend from your ankles so you stand up straight, you bend from your ankles, and if you actually go up against a tree, so so basically what I say to them, look, stand about like a foot away from a tree, put your hands just out in front of yourself, stand up as straight as you can, 
bend from your ankles and just let yourself fall forward into the tree. All right? Obviously, don't bash your head. Catch yourself with your hands. <laughs> but the aim of this should be that you maintain that perfect straight posture, You know, similar to if you were doing like a push-up or similar to if you were doing the plank. You keep that posture dead straight as you fall forwards, right? Because that's the basic movement you want to be able to do. You want that fall forwards to be happening while you're running. Okay? You want to fall forwards about a foot in front of your feet. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You want to, you, or you just want to get used to the practice of that falling forwards. Okay? okay. So so keeping your posture dead upright and being able to fall forwards. So once you get used to that, and like I said, I think this is probably best done with a partner because you want someone side onto you looking to see whether you keep your body straight when you do that. Okay. Mm. So once you get the hang of being able to do that, just falling into the tree, now what you're going to do is you're going to go move away from the tree and you're going to do the same thing. Right? Now, what you're going to find is that what you want to do is you want to fall forwards as far as you can before you feel like you're about to fall flat on your face. Right? And so at that point where you feel like you're going to fall flat on your face, what you'll find is your foot comes out. Right? You don't actually even have to do it deliberately. Your foot will come out. It's just like one of those reflex things. And so you fall forwards until your foot comes forward. And you just take this tiny little step just to correct, just to stop yourself falling flat on your face. And that essentially is the movement of, of barefoot running, right? You've got that lean forwards, you're falling forwards, you take a short step, you'll land onto that bit just behind the ball of your foot. And so, and, and so as you get used to that, you just fall and you just take then a couple of steps, right? So you just get used to falling forward, letting that weight transition go forward and just let your legs try and keep up with it. Now, what you're going to find when you start doing this is you're going to go, but hang on, I'm not actually really running with my legs at all. Like I'm actually not really having to push myself forward with my legs because rather than putting my leg out, stopping myself, having to push up and over that leg to keep myself going, now I'm just falling forward. So the, the momentum of my body is actually almost dragging me forwards and your legs are really just keeping up. Like All they're doing is basically going straight up and down trying to keep up with that. You're not actually having to do a lot of work, which is why when I first started doing it, I, as I said, I've got this kind of 10K loop I do around home. And I was getting home from – I actually don't feel tired. I don't – my legs feel fine. I'm like out doing the gardening, doing other stuff, going, this isn't right. I'm going to have to start running further because I don't feel like I've actually done enough exercise. But it just makes running easier. It's really cool. It all sounds pretty good. So, Brett, um, just thinking, is there – you know, obviously, I think at the, at the next summit, at the, at the Melbourne summit, you're going to teach people how to do this, right, because you're going to do a workshop. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I am. So uh, I'm actually doing a workshop with Kim Morrison, who is the elite runner. She's run ultra marathon. She's she's holds world records, amazing stuff. We're going to do a, a workshop there. So if people want are coming on to the summit, they can uh, they can speak to us. They'll be able to book in and come to that workshop, which is going to be awesome. Going that, to be you, you guys are taking them for like a 24 hour run or something, right? They're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hunting for dinner. We, we going to get we some kangaroos. Run. No, no, we're going to focus on technique. There may be a short run involved in it, but we mostly technique stuff, doing some of these exercises we're talking about and actually specifically analyzing the, each person's run to help help define these tips and to help fine-tune their technique to make it easy for them. That's so good, though. Cause, to do that in Melbourne because uh, obviously it's in Melbourne this summer, right? So um, doing that in Melbourne, I suspect that it'll be along the Yarra somewhere or one of the gardens there. It'd be beautiful. Yeah, exactly right. It's yeah. going to be awesome. Well, one of the things that's always good is actually have someone watch you, like you said, to find a partner because um, it makes – it just makes life easier when someone's actually watching. You can't see yourself. You can't see how you run. You can't see from the side. You don't know your head's dropping and wasting energy and doing all that stuff. So having you know, one of you guys to do that um, and observing it, it just makes life so much easier. It just It's the one small little thing that you need to change that could make all the difference. Yeah, and so a couple of other resources that are really good for people that they can go to. Obviously, we did an interview with the guy who wrote Born to Run, and so yeah. they went, you should go back and have a listen Chris to that Chris McDougall, that was great. 
if you want to get inspired to go running, go have a listen to that episode and actually read his book because it is an amazing book and it will get you pumped. But just be warned because you might read it and want to do heaps of running. So just, <laughs> just be warned because that's yeah. what happened to me. I blame him for me doing an ultra marathon. Clear your schedule. A- clear your schedule. <laughs> but, uh, but in terms of the actual technique stuff, there's some really good stuff. Uh, there's a book called Chi Running. He actually has a, a Chi Running book. He has a Chi Walking book. So you can do the same sort of stuff walking. Um, and then he also has a DVD which goes through some of the exercises I mentioned and a whole bunch of other exercises. Um, so those are some really good resources from Danny Dreyer. Um, and there's also one called Pose Running, and I actually can't remember the author of that book. In fact, you know what? I've got it on my shelf in front of me here, and it's uh, John Robson. So um, Pose Running is also a great one just for covering off that running technique, talking all about why and how and techniques and strategies to, to be able to do that and do it really well. So some good uh, resources to get into there as well. Well, there you have it. Um, you know, if you ever want to learn how to, or actually get started on barefoot running and go chase kangaroos like Brett does. Um, <laughs> actually, can I add one more thing in? Yeah, of course. All right. So you can also do running barefoot. So I should mention that I, I have been doing some running actually barefoot as well. So absolutely no shoes. And uh, and once again, the, the number one message for that is I would transition into the barefoot shoes first before thinking about going completely barefoot. And once again, build up slowly because I made the same mistake again <laughs> and went too far too soon. And you can actually get some significant blisters on your feet, but it is possible. And I'm actually really enjoying that even more than wearing the barefoot shoes. So you can do it completely barefoot as well, which is awesome, but just build your way up. Now or... you've crossed the line. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just a bit too far for me. I'm, I'm loving the idea of falling forward. I think that's great. I think I already have been doing that, but I'm going to... I'm going to go do those little stretchy exercise things. I'm going to find a tree that can hold me up, and I'm going to give it a go. Nice. Yeah, and if you have sensitive skin like me, then uh, just stick with the barefoot <laughs> running shoes, okay? <laughs> now, um, poor, poor this uh, just want to end us, this episode off by letting people know about the Wellness Summit in Melbourne. It's going to be a fantastic event. I mean, tickets have been going like crazy. And um, so, you know, we're well past the uh, – the, the audience that we had at the Go Coast, which was our first summit, and uh, which it's was an awesome audience, by yeah, the way. Yeah, which, which is sell. amazing. And that, that, that was a seller, and we had to find a bigger venue. So uh, we have a bigger venue now, and uh, you know you definitely want to go check out. So make sure you go to thewellnesssummit.com if you want to join us and our special guest speakers that are going to be with us that day. It's going to be a, a, I don't know, I think it's like nine or ten hours of information to, uh, that's going to be poured onto you. It's going to be a summit because it's going to be oh, tons of people and lots of information. So definitely join us there. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Go to uh, thewellnesscouch.com. Leave your comments there to tell us how you go with barefoot running and have you tried it and what are some of the things that you might have experienced just trying barefoot running and always go to our facebook page and tell brett how insane he is in terms of um, taking (laughs) off his shoes and running on gravel so uh, oh the other one thing is too please go to itunes because we'll love uh, you to subscribe to itunes obviously for the wellness guys but more importantly we'll love to know what you think of us and give us your ratings there only good ratings thanks yeah really really upset bad ratings yeah don't, don't upset uh, Damien because it really breaks his heart for that one yeah. rating that uh, we might get that's bad <laughs> out of the 135 plus star <laughs> ratings that we actually have. So until next week, guys, begin creating wellness into your lives and lead by example. Let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on the Wellness Guy Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.
Hi, this is Dr. Lawrence here, co-founder and co-host of The Wellness Guy Show. Well, it's been electric since our very first Wellness Summit has now finally come to a close on the Go Coast, and the wellness community wants more. That's right. Well, get ready because our next summit is actually going to be coming to Melbourne, Australia, and we'll love you to come too as well. The Wellness Guys will be there, plus the Upward Chat Girls, Cindy O'Mara, Kim Morrison, and Karen Smith, and some super special guests as well, which we'll be announcing very shortly. It'll be 10 hours of powerhouse wellness that you don't want to miss. So simply go to thewellnesssummit.com. See you there.